Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Both hailing from parts unknown at a combined weight of 501 pounds. They are the Morning Rush Hour World Tag Team Champions. They have no fear, no back down, just a couple of gutsy guys. No one will take those MRH World Tag Titles from these men. It's Taz, it's the Moose, illustrious champions, right here every day on CBS Sports Radio. You know it's every day, Moose and Taz be picking away. Talking about every sport, you know that they never missing a play. From the NBA to the NFL, the college games. They always bring in the knowledge, nobody ever can try to go stop it. Only be talking the truth, only be talking the truth, hey. Taz of the Moose with you here on this Thursday morning, coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Home is more than a house. Of course it is. It's a personal paradise. Get yours with Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Uh, get mortgage. Uh, Shep, Mike, Pete, across the way, Andrew, with your updates to 9 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, we go, Taz, as uh, some interesting wheelings and dealings going on right now in Minnesota. Uh, we've got a Roquan Smith update as well. We'll get to that from the Chicago Bears. Thursday night football later on tonight as well to go along with all the baseball playoffs. And what I mean by that is, you know, Stefan Diggs, as we discussed yesterday with Minnesota, right, as they yeah. get set to take on the Giants yes. this week um, in Jersey on the road. And we talked about <laughs> Kirk Cousins um, and him going on his radio show right. um, and apologizing uh, to Adam Thielen for missing some throws after Thielen was critical of some of the deep passes and some of the misreads and their loss last Sunday out in Chicago against the Bears. Um, on Wednesday, who wasn't at practice? Stefan Diggs uh, yeah. was not at practice. And he had a good game against the Chicago Bears. Seven catches, 108 yards. Stefan Diggs was uh, mispractice, uh, not due to injury, unrelated to injury, as was reported. Um, and with the uh, NFL trade deadline coming your way October 29th, and with this Minnesota Viking team being so heavy run-oriented as it is right now, uh, trying to maximize Dalvin Cook, a healthy Dalvin Cook, and maybe minimize Kirk Cousins, they've made that adjustment offensively, Taz. Mm. What's the future now of Stefan Diggs, who's clearly a little bit bothered by his role, mispracticed on Wednesday, and there's been wide-ranging speculation that maybe the Minnesota Vikings, even though they've come out and said we're not going to trade him, that maybe the Minnesota Vikings trade him within the next month. Wow. And now that's that, that would be crazy. I mean, to me, in my opinion, and by him by him not being at practice, it's not injury and no one knows what's up, which I feel like lately, I don't know about you, but I feel like that that's all we're hearing lately. Guys are, you know, missing practices and of course they're disgruntled, but they're not saying they're disgruntled, but it's always some different reason, right? Then it just seems like I don't know. And, and, and I feel like, like more, it's right? been more of a storyline this year yeah. than it was a year ago. I agree with you there. Yeah, but yeah. So I agree. I guess these guys are going to get their messages across here when they can. I mean, Stephon Diggs is a guy that 
as you know, this is a guy you want to you want to keep on your team. I mean, <laughs> I, I, me, I take him on my team in a heartbeat. The player he is, I don't know the guy personally, but I think he's a tremendous receiver, uh, quick, uh, reliable, and all that. And and I think he had over a hundred yards in reception. Yep, but, I, I mentioned that seven for one hundred eight against did, the okay. Bears. Yeah, so so yeah. I mean, but let so, me ask you this, Taz. Let me just throw this out yeah. there for you. If I've gone away from the passing game, and I've got Thielen, I've got a young tight end that I like a lot in Irv Smith. Do I need Stefan Diggs? I think you do because I understand you got Thielen and you got a great, well, potentially great running back in Dalvin Cook. I got that, and I get you just broke down the tight end spot. Um, I do think you need that double threat there of Thielen and Diggs, and it worked in the past, you know, because as a as a, a secondary unit defensively, who are you covering? You know, who's your one corner on? Who you know what I mean? Like what? Right. You, you know, you know what I'm saying. So, so I think you do need that. I get your point. If you're going to go more run heavy and run tight ends, at, you know, across the middle or in the flat, and you got you got a tight end, Irv Smith, a young guy you like, or a, a veteran guy, or older guy like a, a Kyle Rudolph type guy, you know, so you don't have to really worry maybe about stretching the field, but it's it's a pass league as we know. I mean, yeah, and, no, and, and I don't I don't disagree with you, Taz, but I also think it's kind of I don't get what Minnesota is trying to do offensively because I. I you know, if I've got the weapons I have on the outside in Thielen and Stefan Diggs, I'm not saying you throw the ball on every down, right? But you can't go away from the pass. I mean, then, then what's the point? I mean, if you're, you know, if you're going to say, well, it's all about as Vince Lombardi said, execution, execution. Right, if we right. execute, they could know what play we're calling. But if we execute our blocking, we are going to be successful running that play, which. You know, could have a debate about, but yeah. I mean, if if you look at the scenario here with the Minnesota Vikings, you bring it as you met. We've talked about passing league. Yeah. I spent all this money on Kirk Cousins. I've got two dynamic wide receivers right. that complement each other very, very well exactly. in the style and fashion which they did it. But it seems like the Minnesota Vikings coming off last year said, "No, no, we're good." Um, now we're gonna come become like the uh, we're gonna become like the eighty two skins, uh, and we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna just, we're gonna just <laughs> run you, run John Riggins yeah. until basically his legs come off. I mean, uh, you know, <laughs> which that, I love that stuff. No, I, mean, I yeah. get it, Taz, I but do. this is not eighty two; no, it's two thousand nineteen, oh, yeah, and they're right. begging you to throw the football. I know, and you have to. And the Redskins even then still had the fun bunch, and right. they still throw it through it. They did throw. Who was their main receiver back then? Or Monk? Monk. I forgot about Monk. Yeah. That's when they had the hogs and everything. Yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. were great. They were fun group. to watch. Oh, it was great. They were fun to watch. Um, yeah, you, 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 everybody's throwing a ball now for a reason. Uh, it's a speed league, you know. I mean, you need that. So if you got a guy like Diggs, he's a he's a fast guy. He's he's always been a really good receiver. I mean, I you know, I guess it, it, I don't know if it's coming down to money for them or what it is, but I mean, to if me, if they don't throw it this week against the Giants. No, I mean, it's wide open, dude. I mean, I mean, you got to be kidding me. No, but you're right. The I mean, only they, team that can't do it is the Skins because yeah. they're inept. Yeah, I don't know if they have any wide receivers. <laughs> no, but no, no. So like, like even last year, like, yeah. I, I mean, I thought you know, I, you saw that more each year. It seems like more and more passings happen in the league and stars like Julio Jones or Hopkins or Mike Evans. These guys are you know Juju, obviously Antonio Brown before the whole thing that well you know everything happened with him. All these guys are stars. Beckham, you could go on and on. The list of wide receivers that are great, and and I'm not saying Stephon Diggs is great, but Diggs last year was definitely in the top twenty in in receiving. You know, he's a top twenty receiver, uh, and and that's if you're throwing in tight ends and wide receivers, he's in that. You know, I mean, last year he was. I'm saying so. 
he's a guy that I feel. I mean, I don't know. I I want him on my team. I mean, you? Um, yeah, I, yeah, I would definitely take him. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I don't, like maybe Stephon. I'm missing something here. No, I no, really I like, Diggs is a good player. Uh, I would take Stefan Diggs. I I don't disagree with you. There's um, no headaches with him either. No. No, there isn't. You and know. plus, he, he had one of the great moments in your franchise's history. True. About the Minnesota Miracle. The Miracle, that's right. I mean, so, I and, and I get that's one playing guys. I mean, David Tyree does have a lifelong contract with the Giants for the catch in 07, but uh, he's a really good player, Taz, and, and I think maybe they have to start to utilize those weapons. If they don't this week against the Giants, uh, then that would be strange. Out to Chicago, uh, because we discussed it on, on Monday, Tuesday, and even yesterday morning a little bit, Taz. Roquan yeah. Smith, yep. talented second-year linebacker out of Georgia. High draft choice by the Bears a couple of drafts ago. He had 100-plus tackles his rookie year, Taz. Uh, you know, missed the game this past Sunday against the Vikings for personal reasons. Nagy was asked about it. Uh, would not add anything to it. Uh, he was back at practice on Wednesday and told the media that he will play this Sunday. You know, listen, maybe he has – maybe it's a, it's obviously something personal because they're not saying what it is. So I, I don't know if the, if this he's, – he's a young guy, he's 22 years old. I don't know if he's married or not. You know, may, maybe he's got something going on in his, his, his marriage or his relationship with his significant other, whatever that is. You know, who knows, right? It, it's like a needle in a haystack. It could be anything. It could be a litany of things. But, you know, for him to say, if I'm a Bears fan and I know that he's saying, hey, listen, I'm all in, I'm going to be playing, I'm playing Sunday, you know uh, – I'm happy, you know. I mean, I I hope the guy everything works out for him personally, but I want him on the field if I'm a if I'm a Chicago Bear fan. I mean, I, he's that good. You know I, I, mean? I don't disagree with you. Now I'm gonna throw and you know I don't I don't have any clarity. You don't have any clarity. I don't, nobody right. really has any clarity. No. The Bears have done a nice job of of keeping that in house, whatever it might be around Roquan Smith. Do you think they owe the fans an explanation? Well, I think that's the topic, and I think that's a great question. Um, and Do you think the fans should know? I'm I'm buying season tickets. Right. Um, I don't know. Are there personal seat licenses in Chicago? I'm not sure. I mean, it seems like every stadium has done that. Uh, but anyway, I'm spending a lot of money on season tickets. Do Do I, Joe season ticket holder, or Joe Bear fan, Jill Bear fan, do I deserve an explanation about why Roquan Smith did not play and was out for personal reasons. It's, Am I owed that? It's uh, the short answer for me is no. You're not owed that. Um, but I understand why some folks might disagree with that because you know we throw around the words about fans of being season ticket holders and stuff like that because it's you know it's just, it's a it's a not a throwaway statement in I invest. Grid, it, it, you invest. That's my point. You're that's what my, in long winded form. What I'm saying. You're invested in these play. You're in essence paying paying their salaries. You know. I mean, wrestling fans, I'll tell you, they're, they're always fast to tell you. If you go out a wrestling fan, when you work for a wrestling co- company, like when I was on the contract to WWE or TNA, and if I went at a little argument on Twitter, you know, with a fan, would be like, I pay your bills. They'll tell you right away. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sure and they'll tell you right away. I pay your bills. Like, well, I, I don't I, expect anything different. Right. It's, uh, they'll come right <laughs> at you on Twitter. They'll tell you they pay yeah. your bills. But in essence, I and I understand that. And, and the season ticket holder for the Chicago Bears, you know, is spending a lot of money on that, and and or they're buying merchandise, they're buying his jersey, they you know all that jazz. I, I understand why some would think you deserved an, deserved an explanation why he didn't play against a division rivalry in the Vikings, you know. I, but but I feel it's personal for a reason, and it and not everything is for public public consumption. You know, it, it should be, in my opinion, kept quiet. Right. Whatever that is. Um, now it's one week. 
Now, would you feel differently if it kept on going on for two, three, four weeks a month? Yes, I would. I, I think then you either got to, let's say hypothetically went on for a couple of weeks, I think, and this guy's a starter and a main cog in that defensive wheel for the Bears, I do think you got to say something like, you got to go to another level, not the highest level. So let's say just, I, I hate to even give you examples, but hypothetically it's it's something in his relationship, uh, hypothetics, and it's like, well, he's dealing with something, uh, you know, internally, like in his home. Or so, I mean, I don't know. I'm just spitballing here, you know. Yeah, no, I get It's you. just got to give them a little more, I think, than just like if he's gone for a couple weeks. But that's not the case, as we know. But I get your, your no, question. No, no, and, and I, I do think there is a difference there, Taz. And that's why, you know, I, I pose the question to you. I think for a week, I don't think, I, I, I don't disagree. I can understand the, the Bear fans saying, wait, what the hell? Uh, Roquan Smith wasn't hurt all week long, and now mm. all of a sudden he's not playing against the Minnesota Vikings. Won't want to miss here. And then you're like, you're trying to get that clarity from the head coach, and the head coach like he was out for personal reasons. Right. Well, I mean that doesn't necessarily work for me. I mean, I, you know that that doesn't work for me on a lot of different levels. Now the Bears end up winning the game, so no harm, no foul. You move on to the very next day. The longer it continued, Taz, I I, I really believe the more you need to explain it to the fans. You don't have to go deep dive. Onto everything that's right. going on with Roquan Smith, you don't have to tell me everything that's going on, whether it's personal, whatever it, whatever it might have been. But I do think the fans, if it went on longer than just a week, if he was missing the game this week in London as they take on the Raiders, I think that I think the fans would then say, "What's going on here?" Yeah. Um, and you would need to explain what exactly is going on with Roquan Smith. Yeah. I think a week. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Yeah. I think the longer it goes, Taz, I think the Bear fan deserved and had the right to know what the hell was going on. Oh, I, and Yeah, and you're right, and and I agree with that. And, you know, I mean, I, you know, this is one of those things I don't think uh, us as media members or fans, uh, in general football fans, not just Bear fans, I don't think anyone's going to know. I think they kept this quiet. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, sometimes things could leak out over time. I don't I don't think that's the case. It depends who Rokon, who knows this. If his whole team knows, someone might leak that out, whatever the heck happened. But it seems like he kept this, Smith kept this thing, I'm assuming, pretty quiet in confidence amongst his, his coaches uh, or his position coach and maybe his head, obviously his head well, coach. Well, Danny Trevathan was asked a question yesterday. Right. And was asked a question. I don't know exactly how, how the question was formed, but he chuckled at it. It was asked about his concern mm. about Rokon Smith. He chuckled. And he said, um, I'm less concerned than you are. You guys keep asking us about it. Um, so maybe, you know, maybe guys in that club, you know, he goes, I'm, you know, I'm just worried about the guy that has my back. You know, so, you know, I, maybe it's a scenario here, Taz, where there's some guys in that inner circle in that Bears locker room or clubhouse that do know, and they've done a nice job of keeping it tight. I mean, I would, I would think how close that group is, as a football team is, Taz, I would think it would be hard to keep, it from those guys. Do you know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I would, I would, yeah. I would, I would think in that, I would think in that locker room, there are guys that know what went down, and you know they they've done a nice job of keeping his personal business his personal business. Yeah, and I think you have to. Um, but as far as Bathan, I mean, to say that, like you guys keep asking us, well, what do you expect the media to ask you, dude? I know. I mean, what do you expect know. them to ask you, dude? I mean, this guy's on your team. He's a major starter on your team. He's a major player on that defense, which is legit. Like, what do you expect these these men yeah, and women in the media not to ask you that question? No, I think he's just. I, mean, I think you know, he's just being sarcastic. You know what I'm saying? I, I, don't, I don't like sarcasm. I don't believe. I, it. I know that. Trust me, I know. Yeah. Loud and clear.
I'm not into sarcasm. I know. Yeah, I like I facts or business. That's you know, me. stop. Yeah. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. The latest on the Jalen Ramsey trade rumors. We're going to head down to Jacksonville. We'll also touch upon the wrestling. Last night, big night in wrestling as well. The wars have begun. AEW, WWE, we'll get into that too. It's Taz, it's Moose on a Thursday morning. CBS Sports Radio. Give Taz and the Moose a call. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All right, CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line of 855-212-4227 is brought to you by our good friends at Geico. Great news, quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico, go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes you'll save 15% or more on your car insurance. We'll get to the latest and greatest around Jalen Ramsey. We will do that here momentarily. Oh. Bogus is in the house. What's up, Andrew? Moose and Taz, here's your report. Yes. Sponsored by Geico. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more before we talk, on car insurance. Before we talk more sports, I just want to say, is there any way that why don't we have, I should say, an intern on the show? Does anybody know, like, someone that could run, like, if we needed a cup of coffee, like, what interns do besides learn to trade, but, you know, get coffee, hey, run, maybe you can, hey, here's, here, here, kid, here's 20 bucks, get a couple of egg sandwiches, here, get one for yourself, too. Why do we not have that here? Does anybody here have that no answer? No one has uh, interns. We yeah, have everybody with open yeah. mics. Nobody has an answer. Nobody. No, the, the yes, interns went away a couple of years ago. There were interns here? Well, yes. yeah, and oh, then we have that. only summer interns now. Correct. Okay. There are they no have in- newsroom responsibilities. Yes. Well, there should be an intern assigned to every show. Ha. Mm. Okay. Nope. Nope. All right, take it away. Turnoff should be the intern. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, there you go, Pete. <laughs> Smart move. Yeah. I had, a big com- I had a big Pete conversation. Went Pete went there. What's that? A big convo in the newsroom this morning with Mark Chernoff about how Mark Chernoff has never, ever, ever had a sip of beer in his life. Now, we were discussing this in the control room. Did he tell you that? Did Chernoff tell you that himself? Yes. Because he was, here's how it all began. He was handing out koozies. Uh, right. MLB Network, I think, send like a welcome a to the postseason. Yes. So he was handing out koozies. He offered one to Amy Lawrence, who hosts After Hours, and yes. she went, oh, I don't, no thanks, I don't drink beer. And well, he, hold on a I, second. You don't need a koozie just for beer. You could have a cold can of, of seltzer. seltzer. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> that story, that was my 830 story. We both use seltzer. <laughs> How sad <laughs> is that? We're you reading the script so well. I mean. <laughs> um, and then he goes, yeah, I've never had beer. I, and, I, and I turn around, I'm like, never, Who's ever, he? ever? Mark. Sure oh, sure off. Follow along, Tess. Wow. Well, so adjectives don't play well on the radio. So, yeah. well, do you, do you drink wine? No, I don't really like wine. And then he's like, I had screwdri- a couple of screwdrivers when, he, Hold on when he was in college. So and he didn't feel well. He'll so drink he's hard no, liquor, but no, not a beer or he doesn't wine. Drink, he no, doesn't drink. No, no drinking at all. No drink. He doesn't drink. Zero drinking. So he's no. probably an OJ guy. Maybe he just drinks OJ or apple juice. I can see him maybe being a grapefruit chef. Chocolate milk? Milk? milk chocolate milk <laughs> yeah. or regular milk? Does he still have that consecutive days of running every morning? Is that still going? I don't know. Yes. 
that's it's still, still going. Definitely. Oh, he's a great shit. No, he, he runs he, every morning. Every, he's in great shape. every morning at like 4 o'clock in the morning, he's, God bless he's out him. running. Yeah, he's, he's, he's in great shape. Yeah, he does run. He works out Cold, hard. rain, wind, it does not matter. Yeah, it no, doesn't matter. He's a pit bull. Yeah, we yeah. know. It's well documented. <laughs> he's a pit bull. He's <laughs> <laughs> a pit bull. <laughs> in the body of a poodle. Yes, that's a <laughs> he's a pit bull. <laughs> hey, you know, so it's interesting. Yeah, so he hasn't had a sip of beer. He never had a Wow, he'd be a hoot to go out and just say, "Hey, you know what, Mark? Listen, you got to." He would probably get bombed on three sips of beer. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine? Imagine Chernoff drunk. Wow, he'd probably be mean drunk, throwing punches at people. Hey, you son of a! That would be awesome. He'd say cracking guys. I think he'll be a happy drunk. No, I don't. I think he'd be mean. <laughs> I'm guys, sure he's the best night of my I'm life. I'm sure he. Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. I love mean. you all. Right, exactly. Give You're me a best. hug. <laughs> You're the best. <laughs> Exactly. That would be awesome. Can I call you Tazzy? <laughs> I don't know, man. I think he'd be a mean, angry drunk because he's a nice guy regularly. Tell me about the Sheik, the Iron Sheik. I loved him. <laughs> yeah, because people, you know, there's no tolerance. If you don't drink a lot, you know, then you have a couple of sips of beer, and actually, you know, you're bombed. By the way, Sergeant Slaughter's getting interviewed by Boomer and Geo. He would be a good spot for you guys. <laughs> topic. Yeah, so sorry. I'll make that a note. I'll make a note of that, Michael. Thank you, buddy. I'm a rolling I'm, rock. Rolling So maybe you guys should try and go out and maybe have a have a couple of spirits with Mark Chernoff, the boss. You Might think? be a good time of year to curry favor with him, you know? Yeah. Just saying. Oh yeah. <laughs> Everyone I, gets all like, ooh, well, well, oh wait, Taz. Ooh, well, no, really. Okay. I'm not, December. Sure, I'm not sure by breaking his lifelong quest to not drink alcohol is a good way to curry favor with yeah. him. Yeah, uh, loosens things up. There's mm. nothing wrong with that. That's a couple of spirits, you know, some wings. A couple of spirits. Right, get out of here at 9 a.m. Hey, let's go get a Bloody Mary. Yeah. yeah. Go What's right next that? door to Westville. Just I'm get a mimosa. couple of drinks. You know what I mean? Potato fries. Yes. See, now mimosa is a good yeah. idea. Mimosa. Mimosa is good because you could sell Mark on the fact that there's juice in it. Correct. And seltzer. He wouldn't and even seltzer. know. He wouldn't even know. Yeah. And just, oh, you know what you do? You take him to a Japanese restaurant, and you get some sake with him. See, the thing is with sake, because sake's warm, when you drink sake, you don't taste. Anybody here ever drink sake? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so when yes. you drink sake, everyone's like, yes, yes. You're all drinkers, obviously. Yes. So when you drink sake, as you men know, it's warm. So you don't taste the alcohol. But if you let sake, if you guys go to a restaurant with your significant other, go to a Japanese restaurant, and you order sake. And you let it sit there for five minutes, which looking at all of you, none of you have ever let any alcohol sit too long in a glass. That's right. Wow. But if you did, I promise you how you would taste the difference in sake when, it's, when it cools off. It oh, really? Tastes, I'm not kidding. It's almost like rubbing alcohol. Like the alcohol level on that is insane in, in good it sake. It tastes better when you let it cool off? Depends what you like. If you like a powerful drink, then yeah, it's very powerful. Like it's you really taste the alcohol. Straight Jones. Like, okay. Like really, really strong. They warm it because it you don't taste the strength of it when you drink it. Oh, I got you. And that's how you can get really drunk on sake. If you just drink it warm all the time... You're gonna get s faced uh, right. quick. Mm. Yeah, you, you can buy it chilled as well. Yes. So with that option, you would. Well, uh, I didn't know that. I didn't know. Yeah, that. it does serve it chilled. As I well. didn't know that. Chilled? How's it taste chilled? I don't know, but you can have it chilled. I never had sake. I never even heard of that, but I believe you. I never had that. Yeah, no, you definitely can. Right. Yeah, no, I've had sake chilled I've as had well. It chilled, yeah. 
and I think there's different levels of alcohol levels uh, content as well. Some Probably are stronger than sockies, others. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, but could you go get some for us right now, Mike? Yes. <laughs> Are the, are the stores open this early? I don't know. Can I? I'm sure there's some liquor store in NYC that's open. Dude, I had. I, if you really like, want me to. No. Years ago, I, in Japan, wrestling yes. there, and we'd go to dinner and stuff with, like, sponsors, like, you know, big advertisers and stuff like that. And, and man, and you you almost have to drink. Like, if you're not, like, Mark Chernoff would not do well at these meetings, at uh, these restaurants back in Japan years ago when he was wrestling. If he was wrestling, that'd be funny. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, and wow. I remember having, like, maybe six or seven shots of sake. And it's wow. not sipping. You got, like, ah, come on. <laughs> and you pound it with these guys. Like, you know, and they're speaking Japanese. You have no idea what they're saying. You just know they want you to keep drinking. Or you could do a sake bomb. Yeah. I never done Drop that. it into a glass of beer and chug it back. I never done that. That's probably more of an Americanized thing. Right? I'm sure it is. Probably, yes. <laughs> so I'm sure I would. I'd venture <laughs> yeah, I guess call. it's a good right. statement. Yeah. I don't think I, they're doing that in Tokyo. I don't think they're doing that in Rapungi outside right. of Tokyo. Yeah, so no, I don't right. think America. That, <laughs> I don't think that's happening. Right. I think that's the Americanized that's version. Americanized. Get the yeah. alcohol in me as quickly as possible. Some, I'm going to yeah. chug a 16-ounce yeah. beer with a shot right. of sake. You know what? This needs beer. Let's throw the sake in some schlitz. Let's throw it in some schlitz. Ah, no, get the peels. Uh, peels? Uh, right, yeah. Sapporo, great yeah, beer. Sapporo, Sapporo's a great beer. Fantastic. And Kieran. I don't know if you ever have Kieran. I've beer. never had Kieran. Kieran's, uh, you have? Yes. Andrew? Yeah, that's really good. I like Sapporo, too. I think Kieran's a little better, but Kieran's real good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've done a little drinking in the old uh, Osaka, Tokyo, uh, Narita, all that whole area. Yes. Yeah. I've done one in Benihana in Manhattan. What's going on, Andrew? Guys, baseball's lowest payroll alive and well in the postseason. The Rays flexing their muscles in the AL wildcard game last night in Oakland. Pitch. He drives one to center field. Back at it is Canna. He's just going to turn around, and it's off the holy Toledo side. A two-run home run for Avi Garcia. Rays three, Oakland nothing here on the second. Dave Wills on Rays Radio. Garcia's two-run homer in between solo shots from Yandy Diaz off Oakland lefty Sean Minaya. Tommy Pham added a solo shot in the fifth, and that was all Charlie Morton, Diego Castillo, Nick Anderson, and Emilio Pagan needed. They held the A's to just eight singles, struck out 12, induced a pair of inning-ending double plays. Outfielder Austin Meadows. Oakland's a great team. You know, our pitching just was, was a lot better tonight, you know, so we, we dominated out there, and we're going to continue to build this momentum into Houston. We believe we can play with anybody out there, and, you know, Houston's a great team, and we're going to give it our best shot to go out there and win some games. Game one of that division series with the Astros in Houston tomorrow. As for the A's, they extend their MLB record losing streak in do-or-die games to nine. Six of those losses have come at the Coliseum. The National League has the stage today. Game one in Atlanta for the Braves and Cardinals, 5 Eastern. Then game one for the Dodgers and Nationals in L.A. around 8.30. Walker Bueller starts for the Dodgers. Patrick Corbin for Washington. Arizona Cardinals owner Bill Bidwell died yesterday at 88. His dad bought the Chicago Cardinals back in 1932. Bill became owner in 72. Jaguars owner Shad Khan told the AP last night, quote, the best thing is to have him be part of the team with him being unhappy corner Jalen Ramsey. And the Patriots plays kicker Steven Goskowski on injured reserve yesterday. He apparently needs season-ending left hip surgery. 
Kawhi Leonard put in a full contact practice at Clippers camp in Honolulu yesterday. Mm. Doc Rivers opened the door for Leonard starting today's preseason game with the Rockets, but the plan has been Leonard skipping their two games in Hawaii. The St. Louis Blues raised their Stanley Cup banner, then took a quick 2-0 lead on the Capitals, then lost 3-2 in overtime on a goal from Jacob Vrana. The Leafs beat the Senators 5-3, Edmonton 3, Vancouver 2, and the Golden Knights beat the Sharks 4-1. All of that on opening night in the NHL. And Elena Deladon has a herniated disc in her back. The Washington Mystics blamed back spasms when Deladon left Game 2 of the WNBA Finals early. She's obviously in doubt for Game 3. That's on Sunday in Connecticut with the series tied at 1. Guys? All right, Andrew. uh, Appreciate it. Uh, You mentioned during the course of your update in terms of uh, the latest and greatest with uh, Jalen Ramsey down there in Jacksonville and the Jags owner, Shad Khan, uh, as Andrew just articulated, came out and said that there are no plans right now to trade Jalen Ramsey. Now, the trade deadline in the National Football League, as we were talking about Stefan Diggs earlier this hour, is October 29th. So we're still 26 days away, give or take, uh, away from that deadline hitting here, Taz. But uh, he's, he every point that we emphasize, you know, we're, you know, we're not looking to trade him. We're better with him on our team. Kind of paraphrasing here right. is everything that we mentioned about the time. We'll see if that does hold over the course of the next four weeks here. Uh, but right now, they're looking to roll the dice here with uh, Ramsey being a part of the team. Yeah, I guess they're hoping that that like that like we've been saying, maybe things cool down and 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 um, and hopefully it does. I mean, but you're going to get to a point, I think, unfortunately, for the Jags, where if if it continues, you know, once you get to that deadline, you're saying if the guy don't doesn't want to be there, and it's and if it's like, all right, well, it's his back, all right, well, his 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 fiance or his girlfriend, I can't recall, is 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 in labor or having a baby, you know, then if it's all right, he doesn't feel good. I mean, if there's all these different excuses, if Jalen's doing that. Then you kind of have to. You just can't. Even as great of a player he is, if he doesn't want to play football for the team, and he's finding different ways not to be, um, not to. If things are getting in the way from not to play or practice, then you're gonna have to just fish a cup bait at some point. You know? Well, right. Uh, I don't disagree. I'm fascinated to see the Ramsey reaction today, coming off the con comments on Wednesday. Um, that's what I'm fascinated to see here in terms of. Uh, when he gets asked about it, as the you know Jaguars have you know drawn a line in the sand reportedly, they're looking for two first round draft choices or a first round pick, a second or third round pick, and a player as well. I mean that's kind of been the the rate they've been looking for uh, for Jalen Ramsey. I'm curious, and you know when you know he keeps on telling you podcast to the media, Taz, he, you know he still Ramsey wants to be traded. Yeah, 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 Ramsey, that is uh, that he wants to be traded. Uh, I'm curious after what Khan had to say, what the Ramsey reaction is in terms of uh, if he still holds the fort. Uh, does he not provide a comment? Um, does he back down a little bit? You know, I'm well, curious about that. It's not the first. I mean, listen, uh, earlier in September, I mean, I think it was probably mid-September, Mr. Khan, Shad Khan, the owner of the Jags, he was saying he wants to pay Jalen Ramsey. He wants he he yep. spoke glowingly of Ramsey. You know, he, he wants to keep him on the team. I've seen Tony Khan, Chad Khan's son, who owns AEW, uh, on social media defend Jalen Ramsey, you know, for being out to to and 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 defended him with pride, you know, towards a, a member of the media that covers the the Jags down in Jacksonville. So the the Khan family wants Ramsey there. I mean, so it's like. Uh, you know, your teammates want you there, so I don't. I mean, I, I eventually we're going to disrespect. I guess, right? Well, I that's what so. he said. He said yeah, it, it's yeah. not. He said it's nothing about the owner. It's not about the front office. Uh, it's he feels disrespected. So 
that that and and he's in a position Taz. Not a lot of people are where he's going to get paid, right? You know, whether it be the Jaguars or, or somebody, somebody else. else. Right, I right. mean, Jalen Ramsey's going to get paid, agreed, and going to get paid yeah. a lot of money. Um, it's great that they they've come out and said that. If it was just about money, Taz, maybe that situation would have been rectified already. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, if it yeah, was no, just about yeah. that, it it seems to be more than that. As the Jaguars continue to push the Gardner Minshew narrative. Uh, did you see what they're doing in terms of if you're in the greater Jacksonville area? So the Jaguars are now offering the Minshew Mini Pack. You can purchase I did tickets. Not see this. Hold on, really? Purchase tickets for games to the Saints and the Jets. Hmm. What do you get? Here's what you get. Okay. A bandana. All right. A mustache. <laughs> and you can go on field with your gear. And take photos with your family on the field down in Jacksonville. So purchase tickets. Go see the Saints and Jets. You're in the greater Jacksonville area. <laughs> and you get a bandana mustache on field with your gear. Um, and it's the Minshew well, Mini Pack. This is perfect. This is perfect with the Jacksonville. Because we're on the, around the corner. It's Halloween. So now you have a bunch of people running around Jacksonville. Like, like, uh, like Minshew Mania. It'd be great. Yes. <laughs> it's not a bad promotion. No, nah, I gotta I be honest funny. with you. They're running with it, man. It's smart. But it's smart, but here's the deal. I like I don't know for the kids. It's you know, about you the get kids. to get on the field, you it's get to take a kids. picture, you're yeah. like 10, 11, 12 years old, you're yeah. on the Jacksonville field taking a photo. I don't know if you'll be at the fifty yard line. Right, right. Uh, you might be on the sideline there, but you'll be able to get on the field. That's smart by Jacksonville. It and is. who would ever thought? I mean, what would the odds be, Taz, if we were having a conversation in July and I said, listen. I'm going to throw a curveball at you. Gardner Minshew is going to be a talking point during the NFL season. <laughs> People would have been like, are you insane? Yeah, nobody was. No. Like, what did you no, smoke no. this morning? Nobody's buying nobody that. Nobody would be that. buying that. No, and here we no. are in early October, and Gardner Minshew is a recognizable name and is such a star down in Jacksonville that they've now created the Minshew Mini Pack. And and he's playing pretty good, man. So uh, yeah, and uh, I, we should try and uh, get the mini pack. We should try and get a bunch of those. Uh, you know what I mean? I, I can mean, email the Jags and ask for one. We'll yeah, we should make, get we not? should get a bandana and a mustache. I I, I know some people know Tony Khan, but yeah. but uh, I'm sure he's busy right now at, at this. Well, after AW debuted yesterday, yes, and, and everything going on with the Jaguars, I'm sure. I'm, hey, Tony, TK, what's up? It's Task. Hey, listen. Uh, how about some of those Minshew packs for the guys at the station? Can you get me like 10 of them? It'd be like, click. <laughs> You'd hang up my face. would be like, where do you want the tickets? Yeah. Like, no, no, I don't want the. I want the Minshew pack. I just want, no, right. I want he the goes, mustache. Well, no, they go hand in hand. I don't want the tickets. <laughs> we just want, we want a bunch of mustaches. <laughs> exactly, and bandanas. Yeah, bandanas. Yeah. So there you have it. If you're in the Jacksonville area, go out there and get your tickets. Jags against the Saints and the Jets. You do that, a bandana, a mustache. And you get to go on the field down there in Jacksonville. Smart. Come back. We'll talk a little bit about the Wednesday Night War, NXT, and the AEW. We'll do that next. It's Taz Moose, CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All right, Wednesday Night War, Taz, NXT, AEW. Last night it uh, got going in full force. Yeah, no, it did. And, you know, that's the thing. And um, a lot of people, I mean, everyone is looking at it like that. And it, it sounds cool, Wednesday Night Wars. 
You know, the thing for me is like, and I've been saying this on my podcast, you know, because last night was the debut on TNT of AEW. And for those that don't know, and while that was happening, you know, WWE's NXT was live. They're going head up against each other, 8 p.m. Eastern to 10 p.m. Eastern, both companies, WWE's NXT and the AEW, which is on Turner Networks, TNT. So it's the first time in years since wrestling's been back on the Turner Networks. And so AEW, which I've, we mentioned last segment, um, is owned by the Khan family, who owns the Jaguars, Tony Khan. And they, uh, so a lot of folks talk about the Wednesday, Wednesday Night Wars. This was the beginning of it, yada, yada. You know, for me, I have to speak on this. I'll tell you, I don't look at it as a war. Um, I didn't even flip back and forth. Truth be told, I watched the bulk of, I watched AEW. I was more intrigued by AEW, and I was enjoying it. So, and I'm going to do a full breakdown on the Taz show today. The podcast will drop in the afternoon Eastern. Uh, me giving a, a recap, full detail, Jones, on on, any, on uh, AEW. So you can get that at where you get Taz and Moose. Same spot, radio.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever. So the thing is, um, it's not a war to me because WWE has already a structure in place for years. And they've had a, they have a strong relationship and a, a content nonstop for, for years on the USA Network. Now you put NXT on there. So AEW is, has a lot of catching up to do. So it's not it's unfair to say they're even in a war. To me, AEW is competing against AEW. That's what how I look. If I was AEW, if I was in a room with Tony Khan, what I would say to him and Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, I would tell their EVPs, in my opinion, if they asked, I'd say, you guys are competing against yourselves. Don't worry about what WWE is doing. And I'll tell you this. During that AEW show yesterday, that's what they did so well. They really didn't acknowledge WWE. They didn't take any shots at WWE. They didn't do any of that. And they had a former WWE champion debut on AEW at the end of the night in Jack Swagger. So um, um, where he came out and made an impact at the end of the uh, AEW broadcast. But anyway, um, so I, 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 for me, I, I don't look at it as a war. You know, I, I don't. Um, Knowing WWE, they want to hold all the cards, and they right. want to try and put out AEW. And I think it's going to be a little harder than, than people think. Because the reason why I say that, to, was Wednesday, Tuesday night on TNT, what happened was AEW aired like a one-hour package show. Basically just all like recaps of how this relationship started with the cons and all these EVPs and the Young Bucks and Cody Rhodes and all Video packaging, backstory on that, on some of the storylines, just as kind of a, an appetizer table setter for the, their be, debut last night. Well, the number on that, okay, a lot of people don't know that, unless you really follow wrestling, that happened Tuesday night, was north of 610 million, um, that million, 610,000, I think it was, something like that. Pete, something like 610,000? 610. 610,000. That's a really good number for a show had had no live action. It was a one-hour show that wasn't even really promoted that hard. Right. And I spoke to a lot of people in AEW. That most of that footage was taped months ago. You get that kind of number on a show like that, pff, there's a good chance this show last night, the live wrestling show for AEW, is going to be north of a million people, which is a really good number because NXT the past two weeks has done a million. So if NXT, WWE NXT is doing a million live on USA, and now AEW can get close to a million, well, that's that's great for wrestling, and it's awesome for AEW. 
Uh, right. It, I mean, that we'll know that later today, I mean, by the way. Right, yeah. and uh, certainly it'll be interesting. I, I'd be fascinated to see uh, if that number for NXT dropped in terms of viewers with AEW's first show. I don't. There's no way. I don't think it's going. Why would you think it was going to drop? Why would it? Well, drop? the amount of viewers. If if any viewers left NXT to go watch the premiere of AEW. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I mean, I mis- misheard you. I thought you said. Oh, so you're saying the number on? Oh, okay, the million. Well, that's I, that's the million dollar question. Well, well, you're right. Right. No, that's I'm the curious dollar to dollar. see right, if if they were doing a million, a million. The, as you right. mentioned, I didn't know that the first couple yeah. weeks, and then all of a sudden last night they're doing eight hundred thousand. Right. And right. two hundred thousand of right. their viewing right. audience decided to go watch the premiere of AEW. That to well, me would be fascinated. <laughs> or maybe there's just uh, you know, and the fan base is huge in wrestling. That there's so many people to draw upon, maybe NXT will retain the amount of viewers that they had, and AEW's numbers will be right around a million or one point, whatever it might be, Taz. I'm fascinated to see if that NXT number does drop at all. I look at, Taz, we talked about the Hold on, you just said right there is what a lot of people are wondering, and that's the key that you're thinking properly, because that is, that would be... that's going to be the intriguing thing. What happens with that NXT number? What happens at the AEW? Is there so much wrestling fans that are thirsty for wrestling on Wednesday nights that they're both hitting a million? You know, and we'll know that later this afternoon. You know, you know? Taz, and and you know that industry a lot better than I do. Um, but I would have to. I don't know how many. I would have to venture there were some that watched the NXT the first couple weeks and then ventured on over to watch just in pure curiosity. Sure. Just to watch AEW right. launch it their first Absolutely. night. I mean, you'd have to just. I mean, if you're if you're a huge wrestling fan and you're investing money and you're familiar with all the guys' names and Omega and the, you know and the Young Bucks and right, Cody right. Rhodes and this and that and the amount of uh, the amount of buzz that's been surrounding at AEW. I don't know what that number is, but I would have to imagine there were wrestling fans that just said, you know, I've watched NXT the last couple of weeks. I'm going to now invest my time to see what AEW is all about. Maybe they didn't hold them. Maybe they did. I mean, we'll find out. But I would imagine there there is a, a number there. We'll see how significant that number is. Well, it's funny you said that because I put out a poll yesterday during the day before AEW and NXT went on the air. Right. I, and I put out a poll basically saying, what are you going to be oh, watching nice. exactly yeah. at 8 p.m.? So what I meant by that was... That doesn't mean flipping around. Like, once 8 p.m. happened last night Eastern, are you going to watch AEW? Are you going to watch NXT? And I just showed you on my laptop here, 70% of the folks said AEW, 30% said NXT. I would assume, just purely on curiosity, to your point, you know, um, the thing is, like, the big number to me is, let's say AEW hits a million from last night. And let's say... To the point you made earlier, NXT gets eight hundred fifty thousand. All right, so all right, next week is the key. That's the number for AEW. To me, that's the key. Can yeah. they sustain? Well, I, I yeah. agree with you. I think this number is key for NXT. I think next week's key for AEW. Really, really. I, I, I yeah. think that's a, a very valid point. Taz, I look at it. I think competition's a good thing. So oh, yeah. you know, I, I you know maybe you're right in terms of. You know, WWE is so established. AEW is a baby, uh, you know, in, yeah. in getting this thing going, right? They're at the, the beginning stages. And, you, you know, everything that you articulated, I, I totally agree with. Oh, But I, I do think, you know, I don't know if I'd describe it as a war. I think it's good competition. It is. I mean, I, 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 I think, and, and I think well. that'll bring the best out of both, both companies. Now, you mentioned, and I didn't watch the show in its entirety. I did flip over. 
Um, last night when I was at SNY, I watched a little bit. And I, I thought, I, from what I watched, I thought the show was pretty good. I was yeah. entertained. Oh, yeah. um, was. Yeah. And I, I also think that, you know, AEW also, correct me if I'm wrong, Taz, I mean, they did take shots at the WWE when they were initially getting going. Correct. Right? You and the correct. WWE took shots at the AEW, yeah, right? Yeah, they put their show Triple on Wednesday H. nights. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I <laughs> yeah, get that. But, but no, you're right. Yeah. Am I wrong? Didn't Triple H take yeah. a shot at them or something like that? This is the, the quick backstory. You're right. Okay. Uh, what happened was at the WWE Hall of Fame. That's it. Okay, Triple H inducted himself in with his yeah, friends. Right. Yeah. That's what happened. Yeah. The DX. All right. He inducted himself in the Hall of Fame. Okay, congrats, Triple H. You're the game. And um, and he took a shot because Billy Gunn, who was part of DX, who went in the Hall of Fame with Triple H and X-Pac and uh, Road Dog, all these guys, Shawn Michaels, and they were all Triple H's friends. Meanwhile, Billy Gunn, though, at that time, was already signed to work for AEW, and he Billy Gunn does work for AEW. So Triple H at the Hall of Fame took a shot at at AEW and Billy Gunn right wow. on stage, saying, "Ah, uh, you know," and I'm paraphrasing, "Ah, uh, you know, um, that you keep you keep whatever acting the way you're acting. You know, Vince is going to buy that. You know, uh, I don't want to say the word. He, he said something negative about AEW, and that ticked off the AEW folks. So then when they did their first pay per view. Uh, double or nothing it. in Las Vegas. Cody Rhodes took like a throne chair. Yeah, and took a sledgehammer right. through it. It's that Triple H thing, throne thing, yes. and and he destroyed it. And then all right, NXT's like, all right, we're going to put our show now right up against you on Wednesday. That that's kind of what happened. So right now, I think it's smart what AEW's doing. They didn't take shots at WWE last yeah. night. They just did their show. It's gonna be fun. And, and I think AEW, I think WWE will do the same thing. Just do your show. And competition is good. It's good for the talent. Because there's now you have leverage. For so many years, it was a freaking monopoly, dude. Yeah, I worked true. it when it was a monopoly. Yeah, I know. And that talks about that. I You're promise right. you. Yeah. Right. So now it's good to everyone around for the wrestling fan, yeah. for the wrestlers, for the industry, for the business to now have options. And hopefully they're able to compete and feed off one another as well. We're going to chat with Aaron Murray. We're going to do that next. Taz Moose, CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.